into the word tonight and just share with you what the Lord has placed in our heart for tonight. And if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to John chapter number 11. John chapter number 11. And we're going to read down through this chapter together just to get uh, a, a full picture of what's going on. And then we're, we'll just uh, take off and let the Lord lead us in what direction we really need to go tonight and uh, don't forget uh, Friday night let me make mention again uh, make plans to be in the house with us Friday night at seven o'clock as we are going to come and have a service to uh, benefit brother Brian and sister Blanche as well as just a time of worship Uh, but I'm believing for the presence of the Lord to be in the room amen and uh, we want you to be praying for those services this week in your time of prayer and we are so grateful for that in advance but tonight for a little while I want to minister that which the Lord has placed on our heart and uh, John chapter 11 if you want to stand for the reading of God's word, we'll just dive in this this evening. It's a joy to have all of you in the house, a beautiful crowd for a Sunday evening. So thank you for taking time to be here with us on this Sunday evening. Great to have RJ and Ashley in the house with us. Happy belated birthday to her. I don't like these kids having birthdays because it tells me that I'm no longer 25. So that's all we'll say about that. When you start thinking about that, it gives you to a place where all you can do is start thinking about and start saying words like spaghetti or something like that. So, but uh, and uh, that's an inside joke as well. So, but it's all good. Uh, but John chapter 11, verse number one, we're going to just read down a very familiar story, probably for most of us in this room today. Uh, but I want want to read down through this chapter so if you'll bear with me a little bit more reading than normal tonight but I believe it's important uh, if we would uh, just take the time to do so beginning in verse number one it says now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha and it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Verse number 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he stayed two days still in the same place where he was. But then after that, he said to his disciples, Let us go unto Judea again. But his disciples said, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? And Jesus said, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he after that he had said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought he had spoken of taking rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Verse 17. And then when Jesus came, he found that he had laid in the grave four days already. 
Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she had heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house, and then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Verse number 34, Jesus comes. He simply asked the question, where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Verse number 38, Jesus therefore again groaning in himself cometh to the grave. And it was a cave and a stone lay up on it. And Jesus said, take you away the stone. But Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. And Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, Come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. Chapter number 12, verse number 1, verse number 2. Then Jesus, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence in worship tonight in this room. We thank you for the men and women of God that has taken time to be in your house tonight and those that are joining us by way of technology today. I pray that you would anoint this vessel for the few moments uh, to follow, that I may teach and preach your word in a manner where life will be ever, forever changed by the power and the anointing of your spirit. And we'll give you the praise and the glory for it. And the church says amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Our text tonight is found in chapter number 11 of the book of John, as well as chapter number 12. We are going to be talking about multiple things this evening. One of those is what happens when he calls your name. But if I'm going to really title this message tonight in any manner, and I may not be preaching to just but one tonight, and that one may not even be in this room. I don't know. But I know for sure, as well as I'm standing before you tonight, that God wants to speak directly to somebody this evening. And I want to talk to you and tell you that individual, maybe it's more than one, but I know that I'm speaking to somebody. But I need to tell somebody tonight that there is a table in your future. That there is a table in your future. Won't you tell your neighbor, tell, tell neighbor on both sides of you, tell them, say, you know what, there's a table in your future. And I'm not talking just because we've been on a fast, so don't get too excited. But there's a table in your future. I, I need you to get that in your spirit tonight before we go any further. And I need to tell you one more time that there is a 
table in your future. Now, you may not see it. You may not understand it. You may think, what in the world is he going to talk about tonight? He just read about a guy that was dead. But just stay with me for a few moments. Here is what we know about this story. We know that Lazarus was a friend of Jesus, and we also know that he fell sick. We don't know, however, what his sickness was, but we do know this. It is something that appears to have come upon him quickly, and it also ultimately took his wife, uh, his, his life, not his wife, his life, get me talk right this evening, his life very quickly. If you get a wife, your wife, your life does go quickly. I better stop right there before I get get in trouble, right? Uh, but uh, we, uh, it's okay to laugh in the house of the Lord, all right? So you'd be okay. But we find that we know that his life was interrupted in an unexpected manner. I did that just for you, Carly. And ultimately, his life seemed like it was just over. And by all accounts, in the natural, it was. May I say this to you, however, because I believe there has been people that's been led to believe that, well, if you'll just give your heart to Jesus, honey, everything gonna be all right. Well, it is gonna be all right. Because if he brings you to it, he will bring you through it. But how many that's in love with Jesus tonight can tell you if I had to go through some things? So I'm not going to stand here and tell you that just because you fell in love with Jesus that everything's going to be wonderful. I'm going to tell you, some of the most prettiest roses you'll ever find has thorns on it. Okay, so you need to understand sometimes you're going to have to go through some stuff. But may I tell you that just because you're connected with him does not mean that you will not experience attacks of all kinds in life. Lazarus was a friend to Jesus. And your Bible says that Jesus loved Lazarus and Mary and Martha greatly. But just because he loves us greatly does not mean that we still don't have to endure some things. But we do have a promise, however, that no matter what we may face, he is faithful to all who call upon his name. But not only is he faithful to those that call upon his name, we also know that the psalmist wrote in Psalms 34 and 19, it says, many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of some of them. There's a few of you know your Bible, praise the Lord. But the Lord delivereth him out of all of them. Can I tell you today that you and I have to put our faith and trust in the Lord, no matter what we may find ourselves walking through and experiencing. But we see Lazarus, he becomes overcome by that which came up on him, and it appeared that it was all over for him in this life. He was taken to a place in this sickness that attacked his body, 
to where he had drawn his last breath. His family is now surrounded by those who desire to bring them comfort. By all accounts, there was no hope for him or his family in the natural realm. Meaning this, that his sister Mary and Martha that loved him greatly had come to the place, and this is what they was dealing with, and all of us has dealt with this at times in our life when it comes to the passing of loved ones or friends that we know. There would be no more conversations. There would be no more events. There would be no more dreams fulfilled. There would be no more completed projects and there would be no more Sabbath day celebrations for them with their brother Lazarus because he has now been placed in a tomb with a sealed door and he's been laying there for four days. Yet they did not know there was about to be a call given that would change everything. By the world standard, it was too late when Jesus arrived. However, may I remind us of this truth. John chapter 11, 21 through 26. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But then Jesus says this, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? It is Jesus and him alone, please hear me, that life flows from. Matthew 28 and 18 tells us very clearly, Jesus is speaking after the resurrection. He says, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Let me make this statement tonight. All means all. I don't know what the enemy has said to you concerning that which is precious to you. But what I do know is this. He does not have the final say. I want you to get that in your spirit tonight. It does not matter what the enemy has spoken or said concerning you, concerning your family, concerning your community, concerning your nation. But I will also say this tonight concerning the generation. He does not have the final say. When we look at this story, we see a family that was mourning due to the death of that which was precious to them. Lazarus has been placed in a tomb. The stone has sealed the entry and the spirit of heaviness is present. But what they did not know was the words that had been spoken by Jesus shortly before he had arrived. Can I say to you tonight, I don't know what you're going through, and I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight, but you have not yet to hear the words that Jesus has spoken before he has arrived in your situation. Because you have to realize that when he was speaking to his disciples before he arrived, notice what he said in verse 4 of chapter 11. He said, when Jesus heard it, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. 
what Martha and Mary did not know and those that was present with them to bring them comfort was this. What they did not know was that there was a miracle in the making. I just believe in my spirit today, after spending time alone with the Lord this week, I just sincerely believe that there is a miracle in the making concerning a generation. I'm not down on a generation. I'm not discouraged tonight. I'm not wringing my hand saying, oh, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know exactly what it may look like going forward, uh, but I do know this, uh, that my God is never late. Now, upon his arrival, we see him request uh, to be taken to where they had laid him. I'm thankful he still comes to us when we can't get to him. Can I tell you, what they did not know was that he was about to fetch him uh, from the claws of death. Uh, that which was dead was about to become a testimony uh, of not only the goodness of God, uh, but also of the power and the glory of God. Uh, listen, Lazarus' life was about to begin to give a witness uh, to the true identity of who Jesus really was. Uh, some thought he was just a teacher. Some thought he was a prophet. But Lazarus was getting ready to give testimony that he's not just a teacher and he's not just a prophet, but this man really is the son of the living God. And in him is all power and all authority. In him there is still miracles. In him there is still a sound that will make dead things begin to live again. I want to tell somebody on a Sunday evening that you just don't know it yet but there is a table in front of you please hear me I'm, I'm just in my introduction I'm trying to get to where I need to be Lazarus life was about to give testimony to the identity of who Christ was he was just a few days away from sitting at a table that was filled get this with life and health now I, I, I wish we could get the, the picture of this tonight. We're not talking about somebody that is walking around, talking and moving, but we're talking about a man that's been laying in a grave for four days. We're talking about a man that has been sick and energy has left his body. We find that he's taken his last breath and they've taken and laid him and his sisters are saying, by this time, he's already stinking. What they was really saying is this, by this time, the decay process has already taken such an advanced thing that his body is decaying. There, there's no coming back from this. But notice, he's just a few days away from sitting at a table filled with life and health. John chapter 12, verse number 9 and 11, notice this. Much people of the Jews, therefore, knew that he was there. Talking about Jesus. But you got to read on, and it says, And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but they might, that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead, but the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death 
because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus now I want to dive into that in just a few moments but here's what I want to say at this moment due to Lazarus many lives were touched by the testimony he gave witness to which was the true identity of Jesus Christ in John chapter 12 when you read on a little bit further we find that there was a lot of things that was transpiring see in order for us to really grab a hold of this you have to go back to the very first two verses of chapter number 12 it says after Lazarus has been resurrected after Lazarus has been loose from his grave clothes after Lazarus has begun to walk amongst the living again and give testimony to who Jesus was six days before the Passover Jesus comes back into Bethany and now he's sitting back in Mary and Martha's house and Lazarus is sitting at a table with him and it begins to be noise that Jesus has returned and that oh by the way that dead man is sitting at the table with him and there began to be such commotion that people wanted to come and not just see Jesus. Who is this man named Jesus? But who is this man named Lazarus that is giving testimony? And you will find that after this dinner, and during this dinner I should say that it is when Mary comes in and begins to anoint the feet of Jesus and begins to prepare his body for burial. And we find that then, it's right after that, you read in this chapter where there begins to be a proclamation. We talk about it on Palm Sunday where Jesus goes, gets on a, on a donkey and he rides into Jerusalem and he begins to hear these words, Hosanna, Hosanna, son of David. But do you realize that all of those people that came out that day didn't just come out for Jesus? If you really read this chapter, you find out that they knew that Lazarus was still around. And when you read in chapter number 12, verse 17 and 19, it says, the people therefore that was with him when he called Lazarus out of his grave and raised him from the dead bear record that, hey, that guy really was dead. For this cause, the people also met him for that they had heard that he had done this miracle. And the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, perceive you how we prevail nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. Notice with me. Lazarus, who was dead, who had no life, who had no future, it was done, it was over in this life for him. But Jesus came and simply called his name. And what he did not realize was there was a table of influence that was in his future. You see, we don't often understand why we're going through what we're going through. We don't often understand why these things come into our lives and disrupt our plans. I'm thankful for five-year plans, but how many of those five-year plans often get disrupted? You know, I, I find that in this life, there's unexpected things that comes and make things twist and turn. And we find that sometimes it's, it's exciting things, but sometimes it's hurtful things. Sometimes it's unexpected things. Uh, sometimes it's things that we don't even like. Uh, and it's things that we didn't even deserve, if we want to be honest about it in our opinions. Uh, but I believe that we need to understand uh, that Lazarus paints a picture for us that it does not matter uh, what we experience, even to the point of death uh, if God says I'm not done with you yet 
then there is still hope and there is still life and there's still a reason for you to put your faith and trust in him. Can I tell you today, when I began to read this story again, I began to get some things stirring in my spirit and I share this with you today for no other reason than to let you know he is still the God of miracles and he still desires to sit at the table with his own. You may feel like he is too late, uh, but I come to tell you he is still an on-time God. Uh, yes, he is. They used to sing that song uh, because, can I tell you, they understood uh, that they had been through some stuff, uh, but because he had been faithful, uh, they could stand and simply say, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. And they didn't just whisper it, uh, but they was loud to say it because they said, you know what? I've tasted and I've seen that he is good. Uh, in my darkest of times, uh, he showed up. So therefore, uh, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Uh, can I tell you, uh, some of you need to realize the only reason we're still sitting here today uh, is because he wasn't late in our yesterdays, uh, but he was present uh, and he came uh, and he spoke life into us. Uh, and we didn't think we could take another breath uh, when we felt like we could couldn't breathe when we felt like we couldn't look uh, we couldn't get out of bed we couldn't take the cover off our head uh, because I just can't deal with the world anymore uh, but he come along uh, and that still small voice uh, or that song of encouragement uh, or that phone call it wasn't happenstance uh, but it was God using a man or a woman to tell you uh, that I have not forsaken you nor have I forgotten you uh, but what he was saying is this uh, I'm going to take you from the grave uh, and I'm going to put you at the table uh, because there is still a life of testimony inside of you that you don't see yet, you don't know yet, but I'm about to use you to bring glory and honor to my name. Please hear me tonight. I believe that there is a call been made to a generation uh, to come out of the grave uh, that the enemy has placed them in. Uh, but please hear this preacher tonight. Uh, there is a commissioning uh, of the saints of God uh, where he says, get ready because you are getting ready to be called uh, to begin to remove some grave clothes off of a generation. Uh, I'm here to tell you, uh, this generation is not going to be given uh, to the enemy. Uh, but there is an awakening inside a generation. And in this time and in this season, I tell you, there is a table that has been prepared for somebody to sit at. The enemy says it's over. I've got them where I want them. But I come to tell you, there's somebody's prodigal son that's about to awaken in the hog pen. And they're about to sit at the father's house again. And they will rejoice in his presence. Please hear me. I believe that there's a table in this generation's future where they can sit in the presence of Almighty God. And may I remind you tonight, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Much like Mephibosheth, the king is about to rescue someone from their Lodabar. Now, I don't have time to preach this tonight like I would like to, but I'm going to give you just a brief look at 2 Samuel chapter 9 and the first seven verses of it. 
There are those under the sound of my voice. I don't know if you're in this room or if you're on the other side of that camera. But you have been dropped. You have been wounded. You have found yourself in a place that is barren, a place that has no life, a place that has no dreams, a place that seems like it's just a place of existence. But on a particular day, King David asked this question. He said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I might show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they called him and he came and stood before the king, David asked him, he said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul? And he said, there is one. It's Jonathan's son. His name is Mephibosheth, and he is lame on his feet, in verse 3. And the king said unto him, where is he? And he says, well, he's out in a place called Lodabar. Lodabar is just a place of death. It's a place of nothing. It's a barren place. Nothing's happening in Lodabar. Nobody's going on vacation to Lodabar. Nobody's getting excited about Lodabar. I don't care if they do have a nice beach. Nobody's going to that beach because nobody wants to go to Lodabar. Please hear me. Nothing there. Just the sick, the afflicted, the broken. No life in Lodabar. But Jonathan's son, get this now. The lineage of a king is in Lodabar. Saul's grandson, the man that was handpicked, his grandson is in Lodabar. But David comes along and he says, I got to show got to show somebody some kindness and they said well he's lame on his feet he's in Lodabar and the king said go fetch him that day King David when he sent he didn't send for a random somebody but he simply said I'm sending you to go get Mephibosheth the same thing that we see Christ do in John chapter 11 says, show me where you have laid him. Well, he's here. He already stinks. He is in a place, a place of death. He's in a grave. He's in a Lodabar, if you will. But Jesus, just like David, specifically calls a name. Lazarus, come forth. David says, go find me Mephibosheth. And notice what happens. When they bring Mephibosheth in, he falls down at the feet of David. And he did give him reverence and honor. And David said unto him, fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness 
for Jonathan thy father's sake and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Mephibosheth in a place of not enough in a place of not knowing what tomorrow may bring. Raising a child, if you read on, you'll find that Mephibosheth has a boy. You will find that he's trying to raise his family in a place, a son, in the place of Lodabar. But all of a sudden, in the midst of a place that has the stench of death, he is fetched in a moment and is brought before a king, and the king says, you have a place at my table continually. He didn't earn it. He didn't do anything to deserve it. He just experienced David speaking his name. Lazarus didn't do anything other than lay in a grave for four days with no life. But when Jesus spoke, it penetrated through the claws of death, penetrated the ears of a dead man, and simply he came forward, bound in grave clothes, hands and feet, with a napkin about his face. And the next thing he heard was these words, loose him and let him go. Even at that moment, he did not know that there was a table in his future. But a short few moments later, a dead man, Everybody thought there was nothing else he could bring. Found himself sitting at a table with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now what's all this mean? Tonight I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what lie the enemy has spoken to you that has told you that you're not enough and that you'll never be enough. But I know this, that the enemy will sit on any shoulder that he can and he will talk to anybody and everybody that will give time and place to him in any capacity. And what he does is always speaks lies and always tells you you're not enough. And it never can be. And it takes your dream away. It takes your hope away. It takes your peace away. And instead of looking forward, you find yourself looking down saying, can I make it one more day? But I come to tell somebody tonight, there's a table in your future. You just have to respond to his call. It's not about hype. It's not about the latest and greatest that men has created. But it's about understanding this. If he speaks your name, just respond. There was a young teenage boy laying on his bed. He found himself in an environment where the priestly leadership was a mess. 
He had been given back to the service of the Lord by his mother when he was conceived. After she weaned him, she took him and put him on loan to the house of God, and he was raised in the presence of Eli the priest. Every year his mama would come, and she would bring a new coat to him. But he stayed in the presence of the Lord. But one night, the light had gone out. Somebody had neglected to fill the lampstand with oil. And in the midst of darkness, in the midst of a time where it seemed like death was all around, he heard these words, Samuel, Samuel, please hear me. He jumps up and runs into Eli and he says, you called me? He said, go back to bed, son. I didn't call you. Lays back down and all of a sudden, Samuel, oh Samuel, jumps out of bed and runs again. You called me? I didn't call you. The third time, the same thing. But this time, Eli perceived that the Lord was calling him. And he simply said, son, when he calls this time, just simply respond in this manner. Here I am. I'm listening. All I can tell you tonight is this. Young, old, doesn't matter. Sitting in perfect health or in battle with sickness and disease. Whether you got a bank account that's full or a bank account that has minuses in front of the numbers, no matter where you're sitting, if you hear him call your name, just respond and say, here am I. You say, why? It's because every time that I read in Scripture where somebody responds to his name, there's a table in their future. At his table, there is not death, but at his table, there is life. Lazarus, oh Lazarus. Notice what happened as they come to the music this evening. Lazarus finds himself sitting in a house with a bunch of noise, lots of activity, and people begin to come and simply say, are you him? Are you him? Are you him? Are, are you, was you really dead? Was you really in that old stone, cute out tomb? For four days? But was it really you? But because he was sitting at a table, not understanding everything that had just transpired in his life in recent days, this is the one thing that he did know. I once was dead, but now I'm alive. I once was in a place of darkness and no hope, but now I'm sitting with the king. 
What you're experiencing at this moment does not have to be final. Because all power has been given unto him in heaven and in earth. Tonight, I'm so grateful that we don't have to get up from his table, but we can sit at his table continually. You know, even when you look at the story of Mephibosheth, King David simply said, I'm going to give you everything that belonged to your fathers. I'm going to give you land. I'm going to give you the harvest off the field. I'm going to give you servants. I'm going to give you everything. But however, you're going to always sit at my table. When it comes to Mephibosheth, I have to tell you this that says that he sat at the king's table and he was lame on his feet but I want you to hear me today when he would go to the king's table and he would sit down and he would pull himself up to begin to eat from there nobody focused on his lame feet because of where he was sitting at the king's table those lame feet was simply a testimony that even when somebody drops you even when things happen that's beyond your control there's still a place for you at the king's table you see in order to understand and appreciate Mephibosheth's story you have to realize that in a time of war a time of conflict there was a nurse a lady that was taking care of him she meant well but she scooped him up and began to run and was going to take him to a place of safety, trying to do things in her own ability. And she dropped him and he became lame on his feet. But it did not keep him from having a place at the king's table. Lazarus went from the grave to the table. Tonight, what I'm saying to somebody is this. Whatever grave the enemy's tried to put you in, God can take you from that place and put you at his table in a moment. But the question is, will we allow him to? Will we trust him enough? Will we walk with him? Oh, Lazarus. I wonder tonight, do we have an appetite to deal with the task that's before us? I pray that we do. The song they sung the other evening that Sister Maddie sent me some weeks ago, it was really is a powerful song send me I think that has to be the anthem of the church in the year 2024 even if it is dealing with the broken even if it is washing their defeat let us know this that he's calling us to sit at his table <laughs>
But not only is he calling for us to sit at his table, he's calling for all of the broken, all of the wounded, all of the neglected, even all of those that has even experienced and tasted death. He's still wooing them and calling them, come to my table. As we stand all over the house this evening. Probably all of us in this room could probably make a list of individuals that we know or that we're connected to tonight that is going through something spiritually, emotionally, or physically. Some find themselves in a very dark place. And maybe even you as an individual are going through some things that just seems to be just pulling every fiber of life out of you and the enemy begins to tell you you're never going to get beyond this this is the end for you death is coming death is present I come to tell you tonight God has the final say and it wasn't it wasn't Lazarus time to exit this world even though he did for a short while for four days he laid and his body began to decompose but even in that state Lazarus come forth and everything changed I believe God wants to change some things tonight for men and women, boys and girls, in this very moment of time. Maybe it's you, maybe it's somebody you know, maybe it's somebody you love that you'd say, you know what, when you're ministering tonight, I, I see this situation or I see this individual or I, I see this family, I, I see this condition or this circumstance. I want to remind you of this, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The greatest weapon that we have tonight is prayer. Especially when there is two or three that will gather together in his name, it says that he is faithful to be there with them. And the prayer of agreement begins to bring life into dark situations so tonight I'm going to just call us to an old-fashioned altar if you're here in this room and you feel like this is ministered directly to you I want you to come because can I tell you there is a table in front of you and that table is filled with life table is filled with hope table is filled with with a reason to rejoice because at that table you'll be sitting with the king of kings and lord of lords or maybe you're thinking of someone or another situation your family or whatever 
and you say, I don't want them to die. I don't want them to taste death. I don't want them to, I don't want this thing they're going through to be that which brings an absence of life in any form. But I want them to become a testimony of the goodness of God and the power and the authority of God. I wonder tonight, would you take a few moments on the very first day of this week and just lift their name up before the Lord tonight. The prayer of intercession is a prayer that can change everything for those that you love. Maybe you have no one to pray for. Maybe everything and everyone you know is great. You have a nation that needs to be interceded for tonight. We have a whole group of young military men that just lost their life in harm's way. We're on the brink of a major disruption on the world stage. We can bury our head in the sand and think that it's, but listen, do you realize that there is a force of darkness that is trying to put the United States of America in a grave? And everything that we represent, do you realize that the evil uh, and the demonic powers is working overtime continuously to try to destroy this nation because of what we are founded upon and what we believe and what we represent? But I sincerely believe tonight that the devil will not win. I believe tonight with every fiber in me that there's getting ready to be a shout of triumph heard across this nation and the nations of the world because there is a call that's going forth and there's a generation that's about to waken. The enemy may be celebrating today and saying, oh, I've already got them, I'm already, I'm sealing the door. Maybe he even thinks that he sealed the door on some, but I come to tell you today, there's a table in their future. I prophesy that to you tonight, that there is a generation that will experience the power and the anointing of God. There is a fresh anointing of Holy Ghost fire that's getting ready to hit young men and young women that will preach the uncompromised word of God. They're tired of the garbage. They're tired of the fluff. They're tired of this. They're not looking to be entertained. Uh, but can I tell you, the enemy says, I've got the door on them. But what he don't know is that there's a, there's a voice uh, that's about to penetrate the darkness. Uh, and there is a sound that says, I'm calling you. I'm calling you to come. But will we intercede for them tonight just for a little while? We need a holy boldness to resonate within a generation. So right now, would you come? Would you come? Stand, kneel, however you want to pray tonight. But there's a table in our future. Let's not settle for what we're experiencing. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed this message, and I hope it blessed you. And please check our description below. You'll find all of our social medias linked below. And as always, please subscribe so we can reach more people. As always, thanks for watching, and I hope to see you soon.